We're welcoming listeners to our first ever autopsy report. Uh, summer, look ahead, spectacular, super Ugh. special. I hope you... Uh, Mini, so I don't... I hope that's a placeholder for when you're going to like do something in the edit. Fix it with something really fancy, like a theme song. This is summer. This is when you see movies. Even worse. All right. Did you know the average movie costs way more than you'll probably have? We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin from ABC Radio. So, for this episode, this special mini-sode, we're gonna, the summer season's kicking off. That's an exciting time in the box office business. That's usually when all the big movies hit. So we're gonna, we're gonna plow ahead and we're gonna look at all the, all the movies from May to August in the summer season. We're gonna see what we think might be uh, some ones worth remarking on that might fail, that might flop, that might disappoint. That maybe we just want to point out something interesting about fuck you, it's our choice. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't like it, you could just not listen. Please don't do that. <laughs> please please listen, listen. Uh, the whole way. And subscribe and like and rate on iTunes. And tweet us your predictions for the summer movie season. To kind of preface this, it is very difficult to kind of predict these kind of things in advance because a lot of movies, their budget information is not online yet. So you don't know what kind of budget you're looking at, which is a very big factor in determining if a movie's you know going to fail or not. Cause like, um, like a movie like uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which is like a, a romantic comedy, like that, like depending on the budget, I think is going to depend on that a movie like that does good or not. Because if that right. movie has like a forty million dollar budget, uh, yeah, in the summertime, I feel like with the with some any sort of significant buzz, it should be pretty easy to at least profit off that movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But if for some reason Crazy Crazy Rich Asians had a $80 million budget, then it might be more <laughs> difficult. So, Steve, why don't you start us off with May. We're looking at May 11th. May 11th. All right. So, we've got Breaking In. Mm-hmm. Not a not a sequel to Breaking or Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy. You know, your favorite. Mm-hmm. And Terminal. Starring Margot Robbie and Simon Pegg. And Mike Myers. And Mike Oh Mike Myers. Wow. Yeah. Back from the dead. I don't think we've seen him in a long time. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't I don't really have much to say in any, any of these movies. Uh I feel yeah, like I don't think any of these really spent a ton of money. I don't, yeah, I think these would be these would be harder movies to to bomb or flop because I don't know if there's a lot in them. Right, exactly. I, uh yeah, I don't see any of these being massively i'll say life of a party wins out of these three life of the party just because it's got melissa mccarthy and people are gonna be like she's so funny hey. she's got her crowd she's got it uh, all right we'll see it's it, it is a, like a blatant ripoff of that uh 80s movie with rodney dangerfield isn't it called back to school i don't i don't know I that's called he's I, like goes to school with his where his son is or something. I don't know. It's like Randy Dagerfield goes to goes to college essentially. So for those just in case you are, are not are not clear, Life of the Party is about Melissa McCarthy uh going back to college where her daughter is also going to college. Yeah, and they end up in the same class. Well, goofy hijinks, ma'am, what are you in my class? Hey, you remember when I birthed you? Newly single. Did you mention that part? So now she's hot to trot. <laughs> 
Ooh. In the college world, look out. Watch out. MILF lovers are going to swarm this movie. Oh, I'm going to change it. This is going to actually do great now. <laughs> I want the full experience. Ooh. Oh, hell no. I don't know what Saturn, the mom perm or the mom boobs. These allow this one to suckle at these teeth for 28 months. Not I wear them around my waist about this proudly. This isn't the time. Get ready for the wildlife. So jumping ahead, let's move on. Uh, next uh, next uh, releases, we're coming to May 18th, which um, has a bunch of crap, and Deadpool 2, which I think is going to be the obvious winner. Yeah, probably. Don't doubt that one. You do have a book club, though, for the older crowd. The older set. You got some, what do they call that? Uh, counter-programming. Ah, uh, yes. We got some counter-programming. Counter-programming. <laughs> Oh, wow. Whoa, what's that? That's not mine. I've never seen that book before, honestly. This is nasty. Have you ever been spanked? What? This book has got me in a total tizzy. Give me the zip ties. Are you thinking about tying me up? What? Uh, Book Club, Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen, and Mary Steenburgen. It's a who's who of 80s and 90s TV and film star actresses. Um, they are four lifelong friends whose lives are rejuvenated when they all decide to read Fifty Shades of Grey together. So it's a book about a real book that sucks, and it's going to be a movie about a movie about a book that sucks, and it's going to be a movie that sucks. A movie that sucks about a book that sucks. Yes. Well, you never know. You never know. It could have some. They're, they're, I mean, Candace Bergen, Mary Steenburgen. They're very. I, I enjoy both of them. They're very funny. You know. Do you know Mary Steenburgen? I do not. She was. The woman in Back to the Future 3 that falls in love with the doc. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually married to Ted Dance in real life. True story. Mm, there's something else that she's done now that I can't think of. But I, now that I got her head in my, in my mind. You're in my mind, Mary. Okay. All right. Uh, show dogs. I don't know. It's, it's it's talking animals with Will Arnett and Ludacris. That's okay. all we need to know. All right. <laughs> uh, hopefully they didn't spend a ton of money on that one. And on Chesil Beach, which is a period drama. I feel like that's that's got to not be a huge wide release. Uh, yeah, movie. probably not. Uh, it's not getting good initial Rotten Tomato score there either. Hey, it's still still above sixty. Still got the tomatoes so far. It says fifty nine over here. Okay, well we are on the same website. Oh, that's weird. Same mine, one more review came in to <laughs> yeah. someone since we loaded this. Uh, all right, so May twenty fifth. Oh, but it's a big one. We it's Memorial Day weekend. Yes, that is right. That kicks into Memorial Day weekend. We've got only two big movies listed here: uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, and Mary Shelley. Mm-hmm. St- uh, Mary Shelley starring Elle Fanning. And it's a dramatized account of her relationship uh, of Mary Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin and Percy Bysshe Shelley. Good Lord, do they have to have all the middle names in there. Uh, And they they were the couple that were... She was the writer of Frankenstein and goes on to dramatize her trying to write the book. This is no ghost story. It chilled me to the bone. You must get your story published, Mary. Curious subject matter for a young lady. Are you suggesting the work belongs to Mr. Shelley? It is my story. 
fun story I recall from high school English that night when all these these writers got together and Mary Shelley conceived Frankenstein the story. Uh, one of the other authors that was doing, they were all like competing to make stories. Right. One of the other ones ended up writing the story of the vampire, or vampire, if you maybe, because it has a Y instead of an I. Oh. And uh, it's one of the earlier vampire stories. Hmm. I mean, it's always been a legend, but it's like one of the first times it was kind of put to paper and, okay. and made, a, made a published bigger deal. And then they went on to exist in the same universe <gasps> with Universal in, in the our new favorite dark movies. universe. Um, so I don't, well, all right. So I don't think Mary Shelley was made for a ton of money. Uh, hopefully not. Cause it's gonna, yeah, it's already getting bad reviews and it's going to get crushed by its competition. Yeah. Cause also coming out that day is the, is the, the long look forward to star Wars movie solo, which, um, is it long look forward to as a star Wars fan? I say no, <laughs> Because this is a movie that I think a lot of people didn't really ask for. Like, did anybody really want to see young Han Solo? Right. Did was, like nobody cares about the backstory of Han Solo? Right? We know everything we need to know about Han Solo when we first meet him. Yep. And you learn the stuff you need to learn about Han Solo moving forward. I don't need to see how Han Solo got his fucking pants. I don't need to see where he bought his vest. I don't need to see who gave him his fucking blaster. Right. I don't need to see who how he won the Millennium Falcon. I want Falcon. to see him sign the loan paperwork on the Millennium Falcon. Uh, well, Steve, any true nerd knows that he won it from Lando in a, in a gambling well, game. Well, he did sign a debt, a deed of title form, right? I don't know how property works in Star Wars. <laughs> That's George there's, Lucas was probably writing that as the, yeah, the new like trilogy. Yeah, there's like a 30-minute scene of him... <laughs> Going through all the fine print and, and when like, people when, talking to his lawyer, when people would argue that the movies are boring, he'd be like, "Well, they're for children." And you're like, "Well, why is it about deeds? <laughs> why do children care about legalese?" So I think that Solo is an interesting movie to look at um, from a box office perspective because even though it's a huge Star Wars money, <laughs> Star Wars, money, <laughs> it's gonna make Might some Star Wars money. That, yeah, it's a huge Star Wars movie. It's gonna make money. It's gonna have a lot of people show up. Um, even though I think there is more people being like, do we really need this? And there was other right. Star Wars, but people are still gonna, but this movie has a lot of, uh, drama around it because originally, um, the directors who were supposed to make this were the directors who made, um, 21 Jump Street, the Lego movie. And did they do 22 Jump Street? Yes, they did. They did 22 okay. Jump Street as well. And oh, they did um, the Meatballs movie. Meatballs oh, that fall from the, the chance sky. Chance of Meatballs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cloudy's the chance for Meatballs. Yeah. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, so they were originally supposed to make this movie. Disney ended up kicking them off this movie when supposedly most of this movie was shot. There's a ton of rumors mm-hmm. that the guy that played Han Solo couldn't act, and they had to get acting lessons for him. All this crap. <laughs> Who knows if any of that's true? But what we do know is true is that they brought in Ron Howard to reshoot this movie. And there's a was a report that Ron Howard reshot eighty percent of this movie. Eighty percent. So the original budget hasn't been released, but I think it's safe to say that this movie probably cost around two hundred million dollars. That's how much Rogue One cost. And I don't see why this movie would be any different. Um, so you're looking at $200 million. If they reshoot 80%, the report said that it was reshot 80% of the movie at a predicted, uh, 
cost of almost twice the budget. Oh my god. So right there, like you're looking at around four hundred million dollars just for production. Not even into the marketing. Phase. Not even into the marketing for this movie. And so uh, here's a, a, a comparison. Let's look at Justice League. Justice League, hopefully this movie's better than Justice League. Justice League will probably be seen on this pod soon. <laughs> but Justice League was made for $300 million. One of, it's up there for one of the most expensive movies. The most expensive movie, just if FYI side away, is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Really? Yeah. How huh. much? You, you know how much that costs? $350 million? $378.5 million. All right. Shooting on water, people. Expensive. <laughs> so Justice League cost $300 million. With marketing and everything... The supposed the, the reported break even point for Justice League was seven hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> to make money, Justice League needed to make seven hundred and fifty million. So if we're if you compare that to to Solo, that means Solo needs to make at least seven hundred and fifty million. Its budget budget was probably bigger than Justice League's because mm-hmm. of all those reshoots. Mm-hmm. So you could look from anywhere from seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred and fifty million just for solo to be profitable and i wonder though if they if the if the marketing costs are comparable i feel like justice league probably spent more money maybe i feel like they'd be pretty comparable it is star wars i don't know i mean i don't know if i've seen as much promotion for this i've seen some maybe they backed off because of the shooting fee yeah uh, they they could have just been like uh i think it's safe to say that it probably at least has a similar break even at 750 but why did they cast a guy that they didn't think could act I don't know. <laughs> That's I don't. a bigger question. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Rogue One managed to cross a billion dollars. Not by a ton, but Rogue One did it. So if this performs like Rogue One, it will make a profit. But even still, I mean, I guess $200 million is probably still a pretty good fucking profit. Yeah. But the question is, will this even have Rogue One's legs? Rogue One was the second of these new Star Wars movies. It was following... Uh, force awakens which was a gigantic hit and like the rebirth of the star wars craze but also all those movies were in december where you have legs in yeah. the winter because you don't have as much competition mm-hmm. this is the first star wars movie of these new star wars movies to come out in may which was the traditional star wars time but mm. so there's yeah. a lot of factors i think this is still gonna make money i think it's still gonna it's gonna break even i don't know if it deserves it hard to say I haven't seen the movie yet. I mean, don't discount Deadpool 2 having crossover that that fights it. Yeah, Deadpool. And Book Club. But the thing is, there's really nothing on the back end that I think is going to hurt yeah. Star Wars. But anyway, yeah, that's what, that's what the movies uh, that we think uh, may bomb, may not bomb, talk about. Tell us what you think. Think about it yourself. Don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Where are you? You driving? You driving right now and you're listening to this? I need you to pull over the car right now and you look at these summer movies and you You tell us, us right now. You tell us. We'll call you. Don't make us call you. Yeah, I'm going to call you. I'm going to fucking call you right now. You, t- you tweet my, you tweet your fucking number. We'll put, me, some, bitch. put some, phone, some phone ringing sound effects at the end of this. You think your phone's ringing. Then you pick it up and you're like, oh shit, it's not ringing. So uh, give us a call um, right now. We're waiting for your call. This is our new call-in segment. <laughs> call 1-800-AUTOPSY-REPORT. It's probably too many numbers, but you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs>
Just, you're fucking, just, just start, up, just start, start p- pounding fucking numbers. <laughs> pressing two until you get to us or Glenn Lerner or whichever one. Thank <music> you.